Rotten a Porcelain Dream is a 2.5D platformer inspired by the Souls-like series where you have antagonists combat all in a dark fantasy world. Let's talk about that. Rot in a Porcelain Dream, where did the name come from? Pretty much from the game's lore. I had a whole list of titles. Probably like we had like a hundred of them. Yeah. Just like different variations of different stuff. It was one of the weirder ones. Mm-hmm. But uh, I really liked it because it's just it's weird and it kind of fits with the theme of the game. And uh, we just kind of ran with it. And this is your guys' first game, right? <laughs> uh, our first fun game. Two of us used to work in the sim industry, the military sim industry. Yeah. So we did games like, you know, like uh, jet trainers and combat training and stuff like that. So kind of the, your first game as a team together. How big is your team? Right now we're three people. And you've been working uh, on this for like a year now or so or so i worked on it by myself for like a year and a half two years just trying to figure out what i wanted to do just like experimenting and stuff uh and then i asked my friend uh, mike who's an artist who's the main artist of the game if he was interested and then he started working part-time a little bit just like on the side and then we just went full-time with it and then uh, we picked up his younger brother uh a few years ago to help out you know obviously you started this game solo and then you brought people on so maybe it changed a ton but kind of how much did from when you first thought about the game to now how much did that vision change and kind of the whole story and everything else behind it change story wise right now actually like i, I kind of wrote the base story on my own kind of like we, as we were going through we we're like okay we had the world set up and then we started making characters in it and stuff so we kind of knew all the characters we actually just ended up cutting a bunch just because of you know time constraints okay. but i um right now we sent it off to a uh, a writer <laughs> to clean it up because i'm not a writer so he's like uh a lot of it's going to change i'm sure okay and uh the dialogue is going to be written and stuff like that but from the beginning it hasn't really changed much uh gameplay wise i'd say the first few prototypes we had were definitely nowhere near what we have now but the vision that we have now is closer to what we wanted to what we wanted in, uh, in the end visually completely changed just because we, f- we figured out what we're doing we had a, a lot of learning to do when you say you're sending it off to a writer does that mean kind of your whole story behind the game is really kind of in flux at this point it's not really in flux it's more like um the uh the skeleton of it mm. we have all the characters are made like their personalities and stuff are the way we like them and stuff like that it's just all the like the dialogue entries and like little like plot holes and stuff need to be filled and just more professionally done so he's giving it like a good coat of paint talk to me about the game world you know you said you could have your friend come on as the artist. The art on the game looks awesome. So kind of walk me through. Thank you. Yeah, just walk through the game itself, kind of from beginning to end, the different environments you're going to see, stuff like that. Most of our development, pretty much four years, five years of it, has been sandboxed, where it's just combat. Because our mechanics are, I like to call it uh, Marvel versus Trine Souls. So it's like a three tag team uh, fighting game where we have tags, assists, ultras, like combos and stuff. And then you kind of add a little bit of the heavy, slow, Dark Souls kind of combat to it. We have stuff like uh, hit canceling is a big part of our game. On any successful hit, you can dash and it'll stop time a little bit and you can get out of it. So you can make it much faster, the better you get. So as you get more acclimated to the characters, it's speeds up a lot. So I think that's actually like a fun mechanic that people will figure out as they play. 
and that's kind of our mechanics where it's it's a side scroller where we wanted it to feel like every time you run into like one of the higher enemies it feels like you're one-on-oneing like somebody in a fighting game and then like the lower trash mobs are kind of like you can just style on them and juggle them to death if you feel like it but like each one of the characters has their own like fighting game moveset and uh, they have their own assists that come in if you can call them depending on the move every so se- so many seconds and they have an ultra meter with like ultra bar and stuff like that it took a lot of time to get that because we basically made a fighting game so we had to do that first in like a sandbox environment and then we had to like get it going in an action side scroller well let's just segue right into the characters then there's three heroes you can play as within the story mm-hmm. correct yeah okay. you get them all once though so okay. it's more of a team thing rather than like oh use this character for this we ran into that problem actually you can do that like make one enemy it's like oh it's really weak to this character but like it's what if that character dies because they don't share a health pool so you can lose characters and revive them along the way so it's more like uh, you have we have red which is actually like a mid-size in this game like a mace warrior the mace it kind of transforms kind of like bloodborne um, monster hunter style weapons where they open up and stuff so his mace comes down turns into like a lance he needs like a mid speed in this game but if you play him coming from any other game he feels kind of like on the not the slower side but like you know a heavier character then we have ella who's kind of like i call her a rocket jump mage like she's a mage but it's kind of very physical like she'll like just rocket jump off the ground with magic and then she has like akuma fireballs she'll like throw them to the ground just like teleports to the floor so like she's fast you know a lot of air movement combos like that and then we have uh Ocardo, who's like the heavy guy but he's actually he's pretty mobile now but he, he's slow he kind of walks a line between living and dead so he can kind of jump into the background for a bit and kind of like ghost behind people and stuff and he hits really hard you know he's got the big heavy move set it's kind of like a you know three different balances so you can pick and choose whatever you want to use more if you want to use one of them to assist or you can jump in mid combo if you want to time actually stops when you tag so you can throw in a character for a little bit and then tag out and throw in other characters can you swap weapon and armor and like things of that nature is that something in the game or no we have an inventory with armor and weapon slots but we don't have like any no, nothing's really visually going to change when you like we don't have different weapons or different movesets because each character right now has like around 200 animations just for each moveset like they're deep fighting game like movesets they're not like just two swings uh, weapons on top of that would have been too much for us I don't think anyone's going to get bored of their movesets they're pretty deep there's a lot you can do with it but we're going more of like power-ups and like like gear that gives you stat increases or little additions like elemental stuff with the elemental things and like you know you'd mentioned they all have like unique abilities and stuff like that can you rank that up in the game kind of how does how does that work uh we're kind of experimenting with it right now the current plan is to have kind of like a, a maiden where you can uh, level up your stats and stuff like that like yeah. you know hp there's like iframes and uh, all sorts of like little like tweaks that you can definitely do uh, in code right now but we haven't really made it we haven't done any uh itemization yet just because uh, the levels are still a little blocked out so we're waiting till everything's like kind of more finished especially with the bosses so we can see what's overpowered and what's not and stuff like that going back to kind of the world itself right one of the things Mm -hmm. when i was looking through your game kit i noticed there's something called beacons um, in the game so can you kind of walk me through exactly what those are and how they impact the game world so there's actually two types of people in this world Uh, we call them fragments and beacons okay and the most basic way of saying it is uh beacons are like people with stronger spiritual energy they their influence changes the world around them in a way so 
you kind of think of it like a Venn diagram where you have like a boss that's just exerting all this influence over his land. And if he like, he has a certain um, like aura to his presence, like yeah. trees might look different depending on who's there or like, like you know, water might be different. So like, like it changes everything. Okay. And then they kind of like overlap with each other. So as those bosses get cleared out, certain things can change and it just plays like that. One of the bosses, he has an effect on the world where it's like um, the entire area is deafened, where it's like, it sounds like you're underwater basically, where everything like you can't hear things oh. and like all the colors are muted. Yeah. So like after you get rid of them, you know, the world kind of springs to life, you know, the textures change, uh, the color palette changes and you can actually like hear the noises again and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, there's a lower reason for it, but stuff like, like things like that can happen. And then fragments are the people that are in that world, but they're, they have the influence exerted on them. They don't have enough like power to, so it's just the two, like, I guess, hierarchies. Yeah. So it's just a classification system, really. Like all the bosses, for example, are beacons and the main characters are also beacons. Gotcha. So. You mentioned the fragments. So are those your equivalents? kind of like the NPCs you interact with yeah. in the game? Uh, not not necessarily the ones you interact with. Um, some of the NPCs you interact with are beacons too, but um, it's just the like lower level uh, mobs pretty much that inhabit the world, like, mo like enemies and friendly people alike. So Another question then, circling back to the game info itself, when I was looking through there, I noticed there's a town at kind of the center of the world, mm -hmm. and like all these bridges kind of going off into the different levels. Is that kind of like your game hub between levels? Kind of where- Yeah, uh, we do have teleporting between like uh, shrines or, you know, bonfire kind of deal, but the bar is somewhere you're always returned to to talk to the character that runs the bar and he's kind of like your your anchor he kind of like kind of knows more about what's going on he'll fill you in on stuff and then you talk like the characters will have dialogue there also there'll be uh ghosts of the uh bosses there's a yeah. lot of reason for it but you can also interact with them get information you can level up you know chat to npcs learn more about stuff you know it's more things unlock every time you beat a level and stuff but it's pretty much just like your chill area <laughs> gotcha. with npcs is always the opportunity i guess you could say for side quests is that something mm -hmm. in this game or no yeah there so there. most of our npcs like we don't have too many of them they're actually like custom made to to stand out um one of them for example is is, uh, we call him Yupus. He's our vendor, and um, certain things happen depending on what the player does. And I'd have to show you a picture of him, but he starts out like a like a normal looking person. But mm. if you trade him certain things, or you buy too much from him, or you don't, like he starts corrupting and uh, rotting, and okay. eventually he turns into this crazy looking guy. He's like giant. Pull it up really quick. <laughs> oh, you want me to pull up now? Yeah, why not? Let's, let's, let's see what he looks like. <laughs> so he'll start off like that. Okay. And there's a whole, like, you'll see him in a certain spot, mm -hmm. like hiding. And then he'll get a little, like, bloodier and stuff happens to him. Mm -hmm. And then uh, that's his, like, ending form. So we, we're trying to make, like, each NPC not just someone you talk to and, like, be like, okay, like, hey, go that way or something like that. They, they have, like, a whole thing behind them. And we have about like five. They're like, you know, multiple models, like lots of stuff going on. So they so they're each, not like minor characters. They each kind of have like their own separate storyline you're going to kind of see as the game goes on, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's a perfect segue into the next question. Can you kind of walk me through what you want the story to be exactly when it's finished and kind of how it evolves and brings in the NPCs and all those those different elements? So, I mean, we, we have a lot of very custom, inter interesting, I think, at least bosses. So it all kind of revolves around the bosses and those three main characters and the basic if i had to just like give you a, a few second like uh, pitch it's uh that the world started to rot and all the beacons like have a cause in it and you're trying to figure out why and what's going on uh and the three characters that you play are immune
immune to all the craziness that's going around and they don't know why. With any action game, I think there's a lot of challenges with the development, right? Because you're trying to balance things and it, you know, you can have a lot of bugs along the way. So with you guys, from beginning to end, what was the biggest difficulties in development? Well, the, the, the worst part about everything is just that everything takes so long. But the most challenging thing, I think, is just getting the game to feel right. Because like, you go and you play all these like you know really good indie and AAA games where yeah. like the gameplay feels good, and then you go and like put in a new prototype and you're like, this doesn't feel right. And then you just have to like keep tweaking these little values, like um, when somebody gets hit, like if you don't make the move back fast enough, it just feels slow and sluggish and you just it's like I can't believe that one little thing made such a big difference, but it does and you have to sit there and do all the details because otherwise it just doesn't feel right or yeah. look right. Kind of what's your roadmap in 2022? What's kind of the plan moving forward? Um, we'd love to be finished soon. <laughs> it's been a while. Mm -hmm. um, right now we're on a boss rush, we call it. We're doing all the bosses, yeah. like animations. Well, all, they're all designed and uh, modeled out and everything. So right now we're doing boss animations, encounters, AI, polishing, getting all that finished. And then I'll probably go around after that and do all the sound effects after. And then once we have those bosses in, we'll have Pretty much all the combat that's for the game like we already have the npcs those smaller guys done and stuff like that and then we're gonna go full blast on the levels hopefully the writer will uh, send us back the finish like copy of the script and everything we'll shoot it out to we're working with like awesome composers and like a voice acting studio and we're, we don't have a lot of voice acting it's like a made-up language okay um so that it's just I, I just like the sound of it better <laughs> just like when it's not english i guess i like like the monster language and stuff when you say made up do you mean like what Nintendo does? No. Okay. <laughs> it's actually, so it's actually Greek, okay. but I've changed around the syllables, or not the, the vowels, and it sounds like a whole new language. I know you said, you know, you're kind of polishing a lot of things. There's a lot of things going on with it right now. Do you have an estimate you want to shoot for when it comes to a launch date at this point or no? We're trying to, to get all of it in by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long the polishing after that will take, but we're definitely coming around to finishing all the, uh, at least the combat content. It'll just be level stuff after that. And I'm not sure how many cutscenes we're going to be able to do, but we do have some, like not heavy cutscenes, but we have some smaller, like, I like to call it like vagrant story yeah. cutscenes. It's kind of up in the air how many of those we'll be able to do, but we're shooting to be done by the end of the year. All right, there you have it. That is Rot in a Porcelain Dream. It is an incredible looking game. I cannot wait to play it. The combat looks awesome, if not challenging, and all of their social media is down below. Make sure you go check that out. But before you go, why not like, comment, and subscribe to this guy right here. I am Nick. This is the SideQuest, and I will see you all later. Take it easy. Oh, my God.